Are you cruising through life not always knowing what direction you were headed? Let Live On Purpose with Dr. Paul Jenkins be your guide. Live On Purpose will give you insights into your life and show you how you can become the driver and captain of it. No more aimless wandering. By learning the principles that govern happiness and wealth, you will be able to make personal progress that you have only dreamed possible. And now, here's your host, the shrink who expands your life, Dr. Paul. And hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose. This is the podcast that helps you to do that, to live on purpose. We want to bring you the tools and resources, everything that you might need to take control of your life and to start living your life on purpose. I've got a unique opportunity here today. And uh, this, is a, this is a fun thing for me. I have had a number of guests on this show. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. In fact, you know what? Uh, let me just take a little sidetrack for a moment. If you enjoy this show, if you have found some value in this, I would ask you to do two things. And one of those things is spread the word. Send it. Send the link to someone in your, in, or in your uh, contact list. Tell your friends, your family, your associates about Live On Purpose and what kinds of things it can do to help you to live, create and live the life that you love. And then the other thing that I would request that you do is give us some feedback. Send me a message. Dr. Paul at liveonpurposeradio.com. And I would love to get your feedback. And if you hate the show, you can tell me that too. But you know what? If you hate the show, why are you listening? Huh. Anyway, back to the, <laughs> to, the, uh, to the topic at hand. I was just getting to the part about why today is a, a unique experience for me. And that is because we have in studio here today... A family. And I know it's not the whole family, but we've got mom, dad, and son here in studio today. I would like to introduce to you Michael Hopkin. Mike, say say hello. Hello. It's good to be here with you. I was going to say good morning, but who knows what time people are listening to this thing. Could be any time during the day. Mike, glad to have you here with us. Also is Debbie. I'm here. Hi, Debbie. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm good. Good. Now, Michael and Debbie are married. Yes, we are. Husband and wife, mom and dad. That's that part of the family. And we also have with us Josh. Would you like to say hello, Josh? Hi. Hi, Josh. How old are you? Uh, 13, almost 14. 13, almost 14. So when's your birthday? November. Hey, it's November now. We're recording this show on the first day of November. And so, Josh, you're going to be 14 pretty soon, aren't you? Well, awesome. I'm glad that he nodded, by the way, everybody <laughs> who's listening. <laughs> we don't have the video feed up yet, but that's going to be an interesting thing when and if we do that. So I've got this family with me today, Michael, Debbie, and Josh. And they have agreed to come here very graciously to share some of their experience. And as I talk to this family today about uh, what we might talk about, I know that they've had some, some interesting experiences over the past, oh, let's say five years or so. Now, life is an adventure all the time. And I know you guys have been around for longer than five years. 
even Josh, you've been around long, five years, haven't you? Yep. <laughs> so, and, and there's a lot of experience packed into that. But what I would really like to talk about here today is some specific experiences that your family has had over the past five years or so and what you've learned from that. So I first want to paint a picture for our listeners. And uh, let's see, who should we start with? Probably mom. Okay. Is that fair enough? <laughs> That's good. Can you just kind of share with with our listeners what where we're starting? Let's just kind of rewind about five years or so and just kind of paint a picture of what life was like for you, for the family, about five years ago. Okay. Um, I... I guess I'll start by saying I have fibromyalgia, which uh, creates some limitations on what I'm able to do. Um, mm. And so I'm tired a lot of the time and, and and exhausted. And about five years ago, I had kids that would have been five, six, nine, and 11. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Mike was working for Novell at the time, and he was doing some traveling. And so there were periods of time when he would be gone for a week or so, and I'd be there by myself. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the... And by yourself, you mean with the kids? With the kids, yeah. Um, One of the things that uh, fibromyalgia has a problem with is I don't sleep well. And because of the medication I was taking, it was really hard for me to wake up in the morning. Um, so I just always kind of felt like I was three or four steps behind where I should have been. And I was always frustrated because I had all these kids who had a lot of energy and wanted to have a mom who had a lot of energy and, you know, we're just being normal kids. And I didn't feel like I could keep up. And that really frustrated me and made me, um, discouraged because I didn't feel like I was, happy ever I you know I I felt like there was very little that I was happy about so it's kind of a bad cycle to get into um, because then you start thinking that way and then that just produces more things that you think about that you're unhappy about (laughs) Mm. it's kind of a a trap isn't it? it it is a cycle that feels very captive very stuck yeah It is. So um, at the time with Josh, he is bipolar. And we we knew he was bipolar when he was probably three or four um, is when they diagnosed him. And and I have to say I'm really glad that we were able to find out so early. Um, But he, um, so he had his own individual set of struggles, and I just basically knew there was no way that I was going to be able to help him and be for him what I needed to be by myself. I just, I didn't have the equipment. I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to, to be the parent he needed me to be. So we um, got a referral from our pediatrician and he referred us to the preferred family clinic. And that's where I started my journey to learn the things that I needed to learn so that I could learn that mm-hmm. it's up to me if I'm happy. And this is about the time that I met you folks. Yes. And at that time, I was I was uh, 
just running my regular outpatient uh, therapy practice through Preferred Family Clinic, and you folks came in. And I remember this. This was, <laughs> I guess, about five years ago, yeah. wasn't it? And uh, Josh, what do you remember about that time? What was, what was life like for you uh, around five years ago? I guess you would have been about nine, huh? Yeah. At the time. What was going on? Um, I just remember being really angry all the time and getting real frustrated and just not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then that would probably have an effect on your family and stuff too, right? Yeah. What was going on there? Um, I'd get real angry at my sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that would cause some conflict. And Yep. And mom and dad probably loved that. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> she got not, to the but, point where she actually was scared of him. The she, sister did. Yeah. She mm-hmm. didn't want, she was always worried about what she would say or do because she didn't want him to come after her. <laughs> uh-huh. So. So, Dad, what are your recollections? Like, talk about what it was like for you about five years ago. Well, as, as Debbie said, I, tra- I was traveling quite a bit, and so I, you know, I was... I, in some ways, I think I was removed mm-hmm. to some degree. Um, but but I remember quite clearly um, Josh, you know, getting angry and and uh, his little brothers were somewhat scared of him at the time, and as well as his big sister, as as we've said. Mm-hmm. And and so it was it was a difficult time for our family just because there was a lot going on and. We didn't know how to handle it. We didn't know what mm-hmm. to do. You know, Debbie, you were talking about how how you got referred to to the clinic where I was working, and I started to meet with you and your family at that yeah. time. Um, Michael, you were off doing some other things, but weren't really a part of all that. You didn't mention that piece. Yeah, I, I <laughs> did fail to mention that. Um, I kind of was watching this from a distance to some degree because Debbie would come home and tell me about the things that had gone on in the counseling sessions and what you had learned or what she had learned and how that had went. But I never, I never had a, obviously a strong desire to go into those sessions. That mm-hmm. is probably a topic for a different podcast some other day. <laughs> But um, well, I don't know. Can you get the brief version at least? Was did you have like a psychophobia or something? Well, I don't think he thought he needed it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I didn't think I needed to hear anything. <laughs> no. Right. Which you know, of course, I didn't need to go in and talk to to a psychologist. Uh, you're but, okay after all. But exactly. but it was also partly I just I had this feeling that Debbie could handle it. You know, she was mm-hmm. handling it fine, and I, I didn't really need to be involved, which in and of itself, in hindsight, was very wrong. But, you know, those kind of things cross your mind at times. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, Debbie, you're thinking what? <laughs> That's a cop-out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and at the time, uh, you've already described how you were feeling, you know, just kind of stuck and, and probably quite alone. Yeah. Uh, in doing this, and and that was a completely different perception from what you had, Mike. Yeah, it was. Um, That's because I was a primary caregiver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He came home on the weekends. <laughs> so we've kind of painted a picture here for what what things were like, and and Debbie, you've 
kind of help to lead into what we're going to be talking about, especially as we come back from this first commercial break. Where are the tools? Where are the tools that I need in order to make some repairs here or to move forward or make some kind of progress? And Josh, I want you to be thinking about this too because I've noticed a lot about what you've learned. When you first came to see me and you were nine years old, what did you think about going to see this this doctor? Um, I thought it was a little weird. Uh-huh. Yeah. And did did you feel just really happy and thrilled about it, or were you a little less than happy and thrilled about it? Mm, I was a little hesitant, yeah. Uh-huh. And this is such a common experience that people have. When they, they get to feeling stuck in their life, they're not sure, quite sure what to do. They have an opportunity to add a resource, and sometimes it doesn't always feel like help. Sometimes... It almost feels like it's making things worse. And and it gets worse I, before it gets better. I think that's that's the key though. You know, if you ever deep clean a room it has to get worse before it gets right. better and, and that's and kinda what happened. We're gonna talk about how that has happened with your family right after we come back from this break. a week with your sweetheart in paradise spending that same week with other like-minded couples who live in abundance increasing your knowledge through powerful seminars geared toward helping you take your marriage to a new level this is only a fraction of the value waiting for you on this year's marital magic couples cruise producer retreats has teamed up with dr paul and craig rollo to set the theme for this year's cruise as a more perfect union Join us on January 26, 2008, as we visit the beautiful Eastern Caribbean Islands aboard Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas. Call 1-800-591-2432 to select your package and book your spot. You can get more details at ProducerRetreats.com. Limited cabins are available for this event, so book today by calling 1-800-591-2432. We'll see you on board. This is Ross Kellen Moore of Creation Tree Coaching, and I've got two questions for you. Who are you? What do you want? You see, I've figured out that you and I can absolutely create anything that we really want. But to do that, we've got to be absolutely clear on who we really are and what we really want. So what do you want? More financial abundance? More fulfilling relationships? A higher level of health and fitness? How about finding your work that allows you to create massive value for others in the way that you love most? Welcome to Creation Tree Coaching. We are the world's premier provider of abundance, education, and resources. We are here to help you create the life you really love. Begin now at creationtreecoaching.com. Check out our live teleseminar classes and podcasts. Get to know our coaches and schedule a coaching session. Explore training for your business and employees. Welcome to Creation Tree Coaching and a whole new world that you create on purpose. And we're back. We've painted a little bit of a picture here and just kind of some free open discussion. And thank you so much. I just want to thank you guys for being willing to come in here and share some of your experience. It's probably not the most comfortable thing in the world to do. Not exactly. 
And, and, you know, I come in here and I do this podcast at least once a week. I did another episode yesterday. I've got several scheduled in the next few weeks, and it's just so natural for me to come in here and get on the mics and the headphones and and just have these discussions. And then during the break, I, I started thinking a little bit, wait a minute, this is your life we're talking about here. This is very personal stuff. And I, so I just wanted to thank you again for being so willing to share this because I how many families are out there having the same kind of an experience? And I'm not saying exactly the same, because everybody's a little different. But Debbie, as you were describing your, your situation, you know, and dealing with the fibromyalgia and the, the fatigue and, and uh, feeling like you were having to solve all of, all of the world's problems, basically. Yeah. Right? How I many did. How many moms feel like that? I think that's something that all moms think that they they want to make, you know, their kids' lives perfect. They want to be everything for their kids. Mm-hmm. And when that doesn't happen, that's very frustrating and I know I know for myself, I didn't react well to that failure. And mm. so you know, I just I wanted to be different and and it took being ready to say I need help somebody show me how to do this mm-hmm. to to start on that path. That's a hard thing to do. I think it is. I think that it's always hard to say, I can't do this. Somebody's got to help me. Mm-hmm. We don't like to ask for help. Well, it feels like a an acknowledgement of weakness, doesn't it? Yeah. But think about that for just a minute. How many people have weaknesses? <laughs> All. You're going to take a guess, huh? Just to estimate. I'm going to estimate everyone. Everyone, all 100%. Yeah, I think you're right. We'd have to do a little bit of research on that. Tell you what, if anybody listening personally or knows someone who has no weaknesses, would you please let us know? Dr. Paul at liveonpurposeradio.com. I think I would want to interview that person. Mm. Anyway... So, but the acknowledgement of the weakness, like you're saying, Debbie, that's a hard thing to do. That's a huge first step. It's hard at the time. I can look back on it from this point, and I can see that that was the first time that I made the effort to help myself. Mm-hmm. And that was huge for you. Yeah. That was huge for you. Let's talk for just a few minutes about... Some of the realizations, because what I've noticed as people go through a process of change, they realize certain things, and it's really a connection with principles. Yeah. Because it's the principles that govern everything. Mm-hmm. So I know that you and your family have had an opportunity to get connected with principles and to realize, oh, it's kind of it's those aha experiences. Yes. And I know you've all had them, and you're smiling, and you. You've all got, Josh has got one. He's ready to roll too. But Debbie, since we've got you talking, what was one of those uh, primary aha experiences that you had early on? Um, I, I can remember the day that I was talking with you in your office and I, I just was frustrated because I, I couldn't solve all the problems that were going on in our house. And and you asked me to give you an example, and so I told you, well, if this happens and this kid's this upset and 
how do I do this? And, and you said, well, it's not really your job to solve their problems. And I thought, oh, really? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I don't have to solve them for them? And, and that just, I don't know, it was like a light turned on. And I went, oh, what I really want to do is teach them to solve their own problems. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And I looked at it from a very different point of view after that. And <sighs> it was amazing. Wow. That changed a lot of things for you. Yeah, it did. You started to see it differently, and that automatically led to starting to handle things differently and to do things differently. Well, I didn't feel as overwhelmed about all of the little fights or bickering that went on because I didn't feel like I had to stop it or or fix it. Now, you mentioned a few diagnoses earlier. Oh, yes. Okay, now I've had some fun with diagnosis in the past, right? (laughs) And some diagnoses have no cure, right? That we're aware of. Some. Now, and it's interesting when people say that. Let me just ask you, and I don't even know what you're going to say to this, Debbie, but I'm going to go out on a limb and ask you anyway. Did you see any improvement in the diagnoses as you started to have these realizations? In my fibromyalgia? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah. Whoa. This is groundbreaking. No, not really. (laughs) I'm not too surprised. Yeah. It's very emotionally tied. Sure. I know that when I get stressed or, you know, I'm very emotional, then I tend to have more physical symptoms. So Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, and this is why I wanted to ask you that question, because in the medical field, there are all of these diagnoses. And I've had, I've had so many people who have come into my world who have shared with me the same kind of an experience, where, where a paradigm shift and learning a principle had a very real and, and noticeable effect on some, quote, physical or mental or, or medical problem. Yeah. Huge. It's a huge effect. And if nothing else, it changes the way you experience it. Yeah. Which is Well, your attitude towards it, anyway. too. Mm-hmm. So That's right. That's right. Wow. That's powerful. Josh, are you ready to roll? Um, yeah. You're always ready, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Hey, you had some, some realizations, too, didn't you? Um, yeah. What was one of the things that you first realized that made the biggest difference for you? That I got to decide whether I was happy or sad or angry or frustrated. Wow. Hold on. Say that again. That you got to... Choose how I felt. Wow. And this was new for you? Um, yeah. What did you think before? Mm, Other people chose how I felt. Like they were making you mad? Yeah. For example, I remember you and I had some talks about that, didn't we? Yep. What was it that finally clicked in with you? How did it How did it click for you? Do you remember? I don't really remember. It might have been, you know, Josh, sometimes you start to learn something and you start to get some ideas about it and it doesn't quite take hold yet, but you just keep learning and learning and then one day... Bing, it suddenly makes sense. Was it kind of like that for you, or was there something specific that really just drove that home for you? I think that it was more just a lot of little things got it to me. Mm Mm-hmm. And you started to try some things, didn't you? Mm -hmm. 
I remember we had some talks about, well, Josh, just try this or, or do it this way or just pretend that it's this way, you know? And there were a whole bunch of those. You probably can't remember any specifically. But I saw something about you, Josh. You, you were willing to try some things different, mm-hmm. weren't you? Yeah. He was also very willing to role play with me. Things didn't go the way he wanted. Uh-huh. And if he didn't react the way he wanted Mm-hmm. So we would just sit, we would sit there and say, okay, well, what, how could we have done that differently? So next time you can think about that. Mm-hmm. So over a period of time, you started to think differently. Now, can I jump in here too? Because we started this process about five years ago, something like that. Yeah. And then more recently, you guys came back. That was like two years ago. About two years ago. And what I noticed, Josh, we've gone through all this process. You'd learned a lot of things. You've tried a lot of things. And then a couple of years later, you came back in. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. And you were a little older, and things looked a little differently to you at that point. But I remember it was then that some things really started to click for you. Do you remember that? Um, yeah. What do you remember about that? That, like, if somebody was mistreating me, that it's not my fault that I should change instead of them. Hmm. And that's a little hard to admit sometimes, huh? Yeah. But didn't it give you the power, too? Yeah. The power to change something? Mm-hmm. You can't change them, can you? Mm-mm. Wow. And that really freed you up. I saw that happen. We better get to your dad, too, before the commercial, huh? Mm. Yep. Michael, for you, what was the realization, the aha? What what started to click for you? Well, as I started seeing the you know the the things that Debbie was doing with Josh and and with our other children, I I just kind of watched it at first from a bit of a distance, and and then I started asking her questions about it and started you know saying, well, okay, and then. There were times when when I would when I would do things. I see Debbie smiling. She knows what I'm going to say. When when I would do you know yell at Josh or 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 do something that was kind of in violation of the things that they were learning, and she would kind of take me aside and say, you know, it would have been a lot better if you would have handled it this way. If you'd have asked them questions, or you know, I don't I don't know the I don't remember the specifics, but but through many of these type of experiences, I it just a couple of things happened. I realized first of all that that the, the they were the the tools or the things that they were doing were working, and second of all, I realized that I needed to be part of it. I needed to be more involved, mm-hmm. and that was probably a real key for you, wasn't it? That was a yes. That was a big key for me. It was. You know, I need to be part of this. Um, it's not just Debbie's job to make it work. It's, you know, it's all of our mm-hmm. job. Well, in the way, the way you described it earlier, you were doing your thing. You oh, yeah. Know? And if something was wrong, at, I don't want to overstate this, Mike, but if something's wrong at home, well, gosh, you know, who's responsible to fix that? Who, yeah, whose and, responsibility is the home and the kids? Well can't be mine i'm out working to make a living for the family well i'm glad you came on board i tell you and (laughs) debbie's over there nodding too yeah 
And Josh, you agree. When you get families together on the same page and start filling up that family toolbox, then we have some really powerful things happening. We're going to pick this up again right after this break. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. I'm so glad that you've joined me for the Live on Purpose podcast. Please visit my website, drpaul.org. There you can subscribe to my weekly e-zine, Empower. Browse the events page to get connected with what's coming up or pick up some CDs or other great products. I also want to point you toward our sponsors, creationtreecoaching.com and producerretreats.com. In 1935, the federal government stopped the minting of pure silver dollars for general circulation. When the dollar coin returned back to circulation in 1971, it was the silverless Eisenhower dollar. This explains why your great-grandfather always had a silver coin in his pocket, and you never have. We're 180 degrees, and we have a pure silver coin with your name on it. If you're a young entrepreneur and feel like you're up for a challenge, contact us immediately at move180.com. That's move180.com. Click on the Contact Us link on the website and include the keyword silver in your information request. We will contact you shortly about how to retrieve your silver coin. While you're there, browse the website to learn more about us. Let's put some silver in your pocket at move180.com. If you live in the Utah County area, and if you like what you hear on this program, then this opportunity is for you. I am hosting a weekly mastermind group called Paradigm Insurance every Wednesday from 4 to 5.30 at my office. Call Eric at 801-221-0223 for more details. We prefer an abundant atmosphere, so please wipe your mind before entering. That's 801-221-0223. Mike, I don't think you told the whole story because <laughs> I've heard other parts of this story. Now, I know that your realization that you needed to be a part of this, that you need to be involved, that perhaps there's a piece here that's that, missing, that's missing, right? That requires some <laughs> input here from Papa. Yes, okay. yes, there is. <laughs> well, tell a little bit about that story. How did it happen for you? Well, I think the the... The catalyst for the change came almost almost exactly a year ago. So that kind of tells you how long I was kind of in and out of the conversations and whatnot without being totally engaged. But about a year ago, uh, Debbie and I took a trip to Europe, uh, spent a little bit of time in Vienna, but uh, for a conference I had. After that conference, we stayed an extra week, and we actually drove... I think we ended up driving somewhere around 2,000 kilometers. Uh, I didn't do the math on miles, but uh, in in Germany and and Austria. Oh wow! Just kind of touring around Europe there. Yeah, and and just probably not even an hour after we were on the road, and we were kind of out in the beautiful countryside. It was beautiful that time of year. 
Debbie said, you know, um, I brought these CDs that I think would be good for us to listen to. Uh, you cornered him, didn't you? I trapped him. And, <laughs> and she knew that, uh, you know, I, my BlackBerry wouldn't work and I, didn't ha- I couldn't get my computer and get online and, you know, get uh, distracted by anything. And so oh. she, uh, Debbie put in uh, the first CD of Parental Power. Mm-hmm. By I'm familiar with it. Yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> by Dr. Paul. You can get that on the website, by the way, drpaul.org. Go to the products page. And and we started listen listening to it. And as 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 it was playing, and you, you know, you're going through your presentation. Debbie is you know kind of just nonchalantly pointing out things, pointing out you know, well you know this is kind of how this has worked with Josh and the things that I've done and how it's worked and. And anyway, over the the four or five days that we were driving, I think we listened to that twice, at least twice, if not more. And then we also listened to uh, your Live on Purpose. And and between those experiences and and honestly, just the experience of, of spending that much time alone, you know, away with Debbie, not having any distractions around. Mm-hmm. That we had some good deep conversations. We had a lot of great conversations. Well, you know what? There is so much treasure that's wrapped up in what you just shared. That whole experience. Debbie, first of all, you're a genius. <laughs> she is. <laughs> you you wanted things to be different, and you had already had some powerful paradigm-changing experiences, but you really wanted your husband to be on the same page with you. Yeah, I can, maybe part of that was I was tired of having to say, no, you can't do it that way. Uh-huh. That doesn't work. Let's try this way. And he didn't really know where I was coming from with mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. so he he couldn't really grasp what, what I was trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So. And, and so you cornered him in Europe, <laughs> yep. got him disconnected and detached from everything else and ultimately connected and then yeah. indoctrinated him you brainwashed him i did in germany and i helped you <laughs> <laughs> so mike that was your first introduction really to some of the principles that we talk about the toolbox for the family mm-hmm. right the, and really that's the crux of our show here today the toolbox for the family how do you how do you use a tool that you don't even know you have well you don't know exists right so the, you started that process of realization as you, as you went through that experience. But I wanted to point out another thing, too. And you said spending some quality and quantity time yes. together as a couple. And you'll remember on the Parental Power program that one of the things that I recommend is that you first take care of yourself. Right. Second, take care of the team. And that means mom and dad. Yes. Right? And if you're a single parent, you know... Uh, you still have a team, but for for homes where there are two parents on board, that primary team is mom and dad and getting you on the same page. And you guys know that we do cruises and retreats. In fact, you were at our last Marital Magic Retreat Yeah. Yes. on Mother's Day weekend. Yep. And uh, this show isn't about that whole retreat and stuff, but I just want to reinforce that the, the things that worked for you, were were those kinds of things. Let's get on the same page. You said, Mike, that uh, you got disconnected from a lot of things, but that helped you to ultimately get connected yes. with what was really important. Yeah, it's you know it's so easy to get wrapped up in work and in 
you know, uh, sports. A lot of people get wrapped up in sports, and there's all kinds of different things that you can allow to kind of take over your life. And mm-hmm. there, I guess That's there's true. a lot worse things as well. But you know, um, it's just really easy to get wrapped up, and and until you can take time and kind of back away and you know let your mind start to think a little differently it's that that's what it took for me mm-hmm. so is life any different now very absolutely you think so too josh um yeah um yeah <laughs> that's just teenager for i guess <laughs> right yep <laughs> how is it different what's the how has life changed for you debbie um well if I was to compare my life now to five years ago, I spent an awful lot of my time five years ago screaming and yelling. And oh, really? And it's not that you wanted to. Can I no, point that out? No, I didn't want to be that way. I just didn't know how to be any different. Uh-huh. So, you okay. know, I didn't want to yell, but I did. And, I, and that's part of why I hated so much is I didn't want to be that person. And that's who I was. Mm-hmm. And now I don't. Yell! I don't even have a desire to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like that scripture where it says um, they lose all desire to to sin, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and I felt that way. You know, very much that I don't even want to anymore. I don't ever feel like I need to mm-hmm. because we apply the tools, and my kids know what those tools are. Now we could we could just read between the lines, or you come out come right out and say. How that feels to you? Uh, like a thousand pound weights lifted off my shoulders. <laughs> Huge relief, isn't it? And and the reason I wanted to emphasize that is because I remember some discussions with you where, and that's why I pointed it out, you didn't want to yell. No. You didn't want to scream. The picture you had of yourself as a mom and the ideal mom that you wanted to be did not include all of that stuff. No, not and at all. And you found some tools that allowed you to release that burden. Yeah. And it was a huge relief. Like you said, as if a thousand pound weight had been just been taken off of you. And isn't it interesting that the world didn't change much, did it? No. <laughs> the world didn't change much, but you changed. Yes. And your paradigm much. changed. And it was powerful. What about what about you guys? Josh? How are things different now? Um, I feel like my dad helps out a lot more with our problems. <laughs> no, nobody told you to say that, did they? No. Nope. Because, <laughs> you know, I was almost anticipating, well, I don't get as angry as I used to or something like that. And that's probably true too, right? Yeah. Because you learned that it's a choice how you feel. But one of the powerful things you noticed was your dad coming back on board. Yep. Wow. That is so important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know what, Josh? I know you're almost 14. When you get to be about twice that age, it's going to mean even more to you than it does now. You know that? I bet. Yeah. Because you're going to look back on this time as your childhood. And you already look back on your your earlier childhood, don't you? Mm. And you remember stuff. And you remember whether Dad was there or not, don't you? So yeah. it's been really important for you to have him on board. Mm, yeah. Michael, what are you thinking about that? How important is that to you? Well, it's, you know, it's, we've had some really neat experiences in the last uh, 
we well the last couple of years but especially in the last several months and uh you know to uh, to see the changes that Josh has made and you know when when things happened that a few years back would have made him angry and just to see him take it in stride and to see him you know not get angry and and be able to handle it well both with his siblings and with his friends and and to not get nervous it's made it's just made a huge difference in in everything in the tone of our family and how things go for us um and, and back to Debbie's comment about she doesn't get angry anymore it's it's so amazing to watch her with the children and and she uses by the way she uses the same tools on all four of our children and sometimes on dad <laughs> but yeah. um just and and to watch them work to to just have her you know she never gets angry at the kids when they do something wrong she'll say things like um are you sure you want the consequence or you know just things like that and it um boy it's it's made a, a big difference in the the climate i guess and you know i don't want to paint a bad a terrible picture we it's not that we we're always yelling or anything but just you know there's been a big change and and um largely due to the way debbie has put these tools into practice in our home you know, and that's one of the reasons I was so excited that you folks were willing to come and do this. Here's a here's a normal family. And you guys didn't always feel normal, did you? No. But you know what? You're not as you're, you're not as stuck in the throes of of yuck as some people I know, you know, and you weren't then. And how many people, how many of us are out there just on a day-to-day basis doing our best but feeling a little stuck? And some days feeling more stuck than others. You know, I, one thing that I have um, noticed more probably in the last year is that I, I've been able to talk to other people about this very thing. And you find that they have some similar experiences, oh, don't absolutely. you? This is powerful stuff, you guys. And we're talking about you. We're talking about normal families dealing with just normal life. And we'll get into the toolbox after this next break. Relishing a week with your sweetheart in paradise. Spending that same week with other like-minded couples who live in abundance. Increasing your knowledge through powerful seminars geared toward helping you take your marriage to a new level. This is only a fraction of the value waiting for you on this year's Marital Magic Couples Cruise. Producer Retreats has teamed up with Dr. Paul and Craig Rollo to set the theme for this year's cruise as a more perfect union. Join us on January 26, 2008, as we visit the beautiful Eastern Caribbean Islands aboard Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas. Call 1-800-591-2432 to select your package and book your spot. You can get more details at ProducerRetreats.com. Limited cabins are available for this event, so book today by calling 1-800-591-2432. We'll see you on board. If you have a pile of books you want to read growing faster than the pile of books you have read... 
Abundant Reading Systems course can help you. You'll learn a skill that allows you to read much more rapidly and you can retain more of what you read. I was actually quite surprised at my original benchmark this morning. To be able to do as well as I did, I almost tripled my benchmarks uh, and increased my comprehension, so I feel good about what I learned. Abundant Reading Systems brings you an all-new single-day speed reading workshop where you'll learn the principles behind effective reading and double your current reading speed, guaranteed. This belief started to grow inside of me that I thought, you know, I can really do this. I can read, you know, as fast as I let myself read and uh, ended up doubling my time, my speed reading time, which was really good. At the end of the day, I feel like I'm leaving feeling empowered. Register now for this event by calling 435-669-1206. That's 669-1206. Abundant Reading Systems. Reading at the speed of imagination. 669-1206. We're down to our very last segment, you guys. This, this flies, doesn't it? Sure does. It goes very quickly when we're having some meaningful discussion about real life. And just before the break, it, it was just so powerfully, it, it came to my mind so powerfully that you guys are a normal family. I hope so. And Yeah, what a relief, huh? Because that goes contrary to previous beliefs. <laughs> but you're just a normal family. And everybody that's listening in on this podcast, you know, your life is more normal than you think it is. It just feels crazy when you're looking for and just groping for the tools. You don't know where they are. And we've talked about that for this whole show, about these tools. I want to highlight just a few of those, just to give a flavor for that. And then what we're going to do is um, just invite people to get connected to the sources of those tools in their life. And there's ways to get connected. So one that I thought of, can I share one first? Because uh, something that was said in the earlier uh, segment reminded me of this. I can't remember specifically what it is. But you always, as a parent, you always have the opportunity to invite your kids to either think or to fight. And so we can use that as a tool. Think or fight. And it's a choice, isn't it, Josh? Yep. That's a choice. You get a pick which one you're going to do. Did you find that out? Um, yeah. That you can think about it or you can fight. What happens if you think it through? Then you're probably going to get a way better outcome. That's, that's a really good probability, isn't it? And one thing I've noticed about you, Josh, you are a smart kid. And you always have been. I mean, you do well in school, and you just got this brain that just won't stop. And sometimes that's the problem, right? <laughs> you think too much about some things. But when you learn to think those things through instead of fighting, do you remember back in the day when you used to just fight first? Um, yeah. How was life? Miserable. Pretty darn, huh? Yeah. Let's just say his aunt told me once that when he was older, he was going to write a book that said, my timeout memoirs. Because uh, <laughs> you were spending some serious time, huh? Yep. <laughs> you were doing time. Think versus fight. That's one of the tools I wanted to highlight. And uh, Debbie, you shared a few th- during the break that I thought were very insightful. What What are some of those key tools for you? Um, well, the ones that I, I find I use most often 
with my kids is to ask them, um, and it's from your your CD's parental powers, to ask them what, what level of behavior do they want. Do they want to be on a level one or do they want to be on a level two or mm-hmm. do they want to be on a level three? And if they're doing something that's they're maybe not thinking about, I just remind them and ask them, well, what level do you want to be on? Mm. And if that doesn't quite work, then I just ask them, well, do you want to cooperate or not? Because I don't really care about anything else. Just tell me that. That's all I need to know. All I need to know is if you want to cooperate. And my kids just go, okay, mom's right there with us. <laughs> they know now, what will happen. So Now, there's a lot that went unsaid behind that. And, <laughs> and to get the full context, I'd encourage you to just get connected with that parental power curriculum. It's, oh, it's amazing. It's, it, what it does is it fills in the holes for what you're hearing here. So, Debbie, when you say, that's all I need to know, some parents are thinking, well, no, you got to do more than that. No, you got to listen to the CDs. It's too, I don't have enough time to explain it, but it's worth listening. Well, and the short version is this. It's not up to you how your kids act. Right. It's not my responsibility to make them behave. And Josh said something that was so profound earlier in this show, and he says, I get to choose. <laughs> right, Josh? Yep. That is so awesome. That is so powerful. And he's right. So mom, dad, you guys don't get to choose. How he acts, no, do you? That was kind of an eye-opener to me, too, when I figured that out. <laughs> so the tool here is, is maybe that phrase, that's all I need to know. All I need to know is, will you cooperate with me? That's all I need to know. And then once you know that, and come on, parents, you know, don't you? You know if your kids are willing to cooperate with you. But, Debbie, what you're saying is that you use that phrase as a tool Yes. That triggers your kids to think. Exactly. Instead of fight. Right. Because if they if they say, no, I'm not going to cooperate with you, you know exactly what to do, don't you? Yep. And they know exactly what I'll do. <laughs> it is so fun to watch you answer that question because here's this woman who has confidence, you know? And you didn't always have it, Debbie. No. You, it's very empowering. Your because... kids used to hold you hostage. Oh, Yeah. I was very much, well, and I, I, I felt like I was a victim, and I, I learned that I'm not the victim. Mm. That's right. Well, that's a choice, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Powerful. Mike, you had a thought about a tool that you wanted to share. Well, I think, you know, for me, just watching, watching Debbie put into practice this, are you going to cooperate? And, and and it took her. I don't. I don't want to guess how long it took her to teach that to me. Try a year. But at least a year, um, where she was teaching that to me, and you know, I started using it, and it worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was amazing. It just it worked. And then, you know, um, I guess for me, it was just kind of a process of, of putting these these kind of tools into practice and and watching the the effects and not. Instead of yelling and trying to get the kids to do what uh, what I wanted them to do, it was it was it was like freedom to know that you know you can't these, make them that do you can't anything. make them do it. But you know it would. So you had the nasty habit of insisting. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> that wasn't working. No. Uh, you know, it would work occasionally, but for about 10 minutes. <laughs> How do you think that felt to your kids? Oh, um, I forgot. We got one here. Let's ask him. 
<laughs> hey, Josh, how does it feel to you? Do you remember back when your dad used to have this habit of insisting? Um, yeah. How did that feel? I didn't like it. Have you noticed any difference? Um, yeah, when he's just asking us if we'll do it, we're more inclined to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, thank you. I figured, you know, why ask you what you thought your kids when you got one right here? Uh, what has that done for you personally, Michael, as you've, as you've used that tool? And what has it done for your relationship with your wife? Well, it's it's made it's made a big difference in my relationship with Debbie just because I'm seeing things from the point of view that she's seen them for some time now. Mm-hmm. And that always that always helps in any relationship. Mm-hmm. As far as as with my children, it's it's just I mean, I was just thinking about this uh last night. Uh the other night we were, I don't even remember what it was we were talking about at dinner, but we were just all sitting there laughing and having the best time just over little silly things. And, and it made, you know, the thought came to me a little bit later, you know, this is a big change mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and a powerful change. And so it's it's been great. It's, you know, and then uh, to watch what uh, the changes that have, have occurred with Josh. I mean, I took him to, I, I went with him to scout camp this summer mm-hmm. and there was, there was another boy there who's, who has gone through and is going through some of the things that Josh has been through mm-hmm. and to watch Josh kind of take him under his arm. He's a couple of years younger than Josh. And so Josh just kind of took him to different things and helped him and, stuck up for him with some of the other boys that were getting a little rowdy and 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 two two three years ago that would have never happened Mm. with josh so it's it's really been amazing to watch that and to know that since we've already defined ourselves as a normal family that it can that we can change that things can change for the better even if you're normal so you're not stopping right where you are huh no. <laughs> I think, though, there was a period of time when I when I looked at the future that I just, I thought, I don't know where we're going to be. You know, I don't, I can't, I don't know if we're going to make it. And I look at the future now, and it just is bright. And I, I can see so many good things in our future. And, and the confidence I can see in Josh as he's learned to, take charge of his own life he's going to be whatever he wants to be and there was a period of time when i wondered if he would i think during that period of time you probably let some of these diagnoses define what your experience was then and would be in the future and it looked pretty bleak didn't it yeah if you look at just the changes that have occurred over the past five years and josh i have to give you a heads up to something buddy Time accelerates as you get older. Okay? So it might seem like it's been a, a long time since you were nine. You know, five years, that's a long time, right? Five years doesn't seem so long to your dad and your mom and Dr. Paul, you know, because we're old. But just in the last five years, you've seen some enormous, huge, earth moving changes in your family and in your experience and in your confidence and in your relationships, haven't you? Now, you're not perfect. No. 
At least I've noticed you're not. <laughs> you know us too well now. <laughs> I know you well enough to know that you're not perfect. But nobody is. Okay? And I know you're not perfect and you're not doing everything right. But what you're saying is you've found some tools, you're using those tools, and it's making a difference. What's likely to happen if you continue to use tools and to find new ones that you don't even know exist yet? What's likely to be, and this is what you're referring to, isn't it, Abby? That down the road it looks, it looks bright. It doesn't right. look bleak anymore. I don't worry about whether my kids will be successful. I know they're going to be successful. Oh, how valuable is that to a mom? <laughs> you know? Lots. But, and maybe the corollary to that, if they're not. It's not my fault. It's not you, is it? <laughs> It's not about you. No. Any final thoughts, Mike, Josh? It's it's just amazing to see the changes and to know, you know, I'm. what I would like people to take away from this is that people can change, mm-hmm. that uh, parents can change. We can do things differently that will make a huge difference in the lives of our children, and children can change. Mm-hmm. And, and I just... So uh, Josh showed me his report card from the first term, straight A's. Two years ago, he was way lower than that. But, you know, and and grades aren't everything, but but just his attitude and his ability to interact with his siblings, it's been amazing. Mm. Anything else from you, Josh? Um, Just that people have the choice to decide whether they're going to be happy or sad and that they should just not feel sad all the time. Wow. There's a lot of adults that I wish knew that. And Josh, because you know that now at this time in your life, it's going to help you to just fly, just be so successful in this life. What a wonderful opportunity we've had here today. Thank you to the Hopkin family, Michael, Debbie, Josh, for being here today. And we're helping other people to live on purpose. So thanks for being here. Stick with us, everybody, for the next episode and go out there and live on purpose.